Shabbat, connection is not connectedness. We'll see in this piece of Gemara that we're learning today that the nuances with respect to the intersexual connections that can be made are multiple. And the more one understands those nuances and is able to perceive their subtlety, uh, the deeper and the more, the more textured becomes the concept of these connections and the difference between connection and connectedness. We start with a posuk in Kitetze, Lo tavi et beit If you've decided to make a donation to the Beit HaMikdash and you choose to bring an, an item that had been used to pay for a prostitute, that you're not allowed to bring into the Beit HaMikdash. Or mechir kelev, a strange halacha that we have here. If you've exchanged a dog for a lamb, let us say, then that lamb also cannot be brought as hektesh into the Beit HaMikdash. Ki to'avat Hashem elokecha gam shnehem. Because they are both abominations. Uh, and when we talk about the dog, we're talking about a concept of dog, and Rav Shimshon Hirsch on the, this pasuk explains uh, that the dog, dog re- represents something. And, and both of these items, the lamb which has been exchanged, uh, or the dog which has been exchanged for a lamb, and you want to bring the lamb to the Beis Hamikdash, or a lamb that has been used to pay a prostitute, both of these items have to be removed from the area of the Beis Hamikdash because both of these represent depravity, uh, degeneracy, corruption in the sexual area and in the social area. The etnan zona in the sexual area and the mechir kelev uh, in, the, in the social area. And nevertheless, although there is such uh, disgust, Hashem uses the word, the Torah uses the word to'eva here, um, with, with, this, with this idea, the Gemara learns a strange thing from these psukim. The Gemara learns that ein znut libehima, that if one could imagine a situation of a Jewish woman having a sexual interaction with an animal, uh, that type of, of bestiality, um, which it seems even in the time of the Gemara was something that, that could happen, but more important, the Gemara foresees times where the boundaries between people and things and between humans and animals and sexual identities have gone so crazy that anything is okay and anything becomes fine, uh, including the possibility of having a sex- sexual or even a marital relationship with a pet or with an animal, uh, which if we haven't seen already is probably something we're going to see. And means that in such a case where a Jewish woman has had a, a relationship with an animal, she does not become a zona. As bad as that relationship is, and it's a chiv mita, as we'll see, there's a chiv skila, there's a serious capital punishment for, for that bestiality. And nevertheless, it doesn't make her a zona, which means that even after that act, she is muterit l'kohen, she can marry a kohen. So we need to understand what that is. What, what does nut mean? And, and, and why would it be that such a woman is even muteret um, kohen? And the Gemara works it out. Ravashi. Rava from Parkin asked Ravashi, Where did the Rabbonin get this from? That there is no consequence of, of znut 
as a result of a sexual relationship with an animal. We learn from the posuk that we've just had in Kitete that if one were to use the sheep to pay the prostitute to have a relationship with a dog instead of with a human, such depravity to even conceive of these situations, but in such a case, mutarin, that sheep could be brought to the Beit HaMikdash. So just think of the situation, the crazy situation. A man goes to, his, to a prostitute and he offers a lamb in payment and he says, I don't want your services. I want you to have relations with my dog. Um, in such a case, mutarin, and if she then wants to give that lamb as a gift to the Beit HaMikdash, she can. Mishum Gam explains Rashi. Bikalma, we see from that that love is nutu, that that isn't considered an etnan zona. That although if the lamb was used for a human act of prostitution, the lamb would be an etnan zona and therefore forbidden to be brought into the Beit Hamikdash. If the lamb was used as payment for animal prostitution, that is not called an etnan zona. So we see from there that that ends nut the the consequence of znut does not apply in a relationship with with an animal. But Rebbe Chonon Vassman explains in Kovitz Arutz Simen Mem Vav Sifkaten Tet that it's only because there is a posuk, there's only because there's a verse that we say that this lamb in this particular case is not called an etnanzona. But if there wasn't a specific posuk, if we couldn't learn it out of the verses the way the Gemara does, then theoretically it would be an etnanzona, even though, explains Rebbe Chonan, bi'at lav bi'ahi, a sexual relationship with an animal is not called bi'ah, it's not called sexual relationship in terms of halakha, that's not a bi'ah. So now you have a situation where there's a connection between, uh, let's say, an animal and, and a woman. Uh, there is this connection, but it's not called bi'ah. It's not called a sexual connection in the terrorist sense of the word. Uh, nevertheless, explains Rebbe Chonon, even though it's not a sexual connection in the halachic sense, it could generate a status of zona. It doesn't because we have a posuk, because we have a verse. But theoretically, it could, and so he extrapolates it to another situation, which is where a Jewish woman has a relationship with a non-Jewish man, which is also considered love bi'ahi, bi'at mitzri, love bi'ahi. It's not, it, it's not considered a sexual relationship in the halachic sense, as Rabbi Natam explains in Ksubas Tafkim Alamud Bet. Uh, and, there, and even though it's not considered a bi'ah, it's not considered a, a real connection, a real sexual connection. The cultural differences are so vast, the spiritual differences are so vast that this is not called a real sexual connection, but nevertheless she does become a zona um, and therefore she becomes forbidden to her husband. She's forbidden to her husband not because she had a, a true sexual relationship with a non-Jewish man, she's forbidden to her husband because she's become a zona. And Rebel Khanon proves through this that becoming a zona can happen without there having been a true halachic sexual relationship. Um, and, and it's interesting because, as, as we see, he develops the idea further that if a Jewish married woman has a relationship with the non-Jewish man, 
she becomes forbidden to her husband because she's now a zona. Uh, but if she divorces her husband, can she marry her lover? We know if the lover was Jewish, she cannot. But if the lover is not Jewish, she actually can. Because Asura Leboel, says Rebbe Khanan, this, the, the prohibition of marrying the lover is a prohibition tied to whether this was Be'ila, with whether this was really a sexual connection. And if it wasn't considered a sexual connection, uh, then she can marry the, the, the Bo'el afterwards. If he converts and becomes Jewish, she can marry him. And Rabbi Natam gives that psak in the in Tosfus, in Daf Gimel on, on Ksubis, in Ksubis. So what we have to do is just try and unpack all this because it's quite disturbing and worrying. So firstly, there is such a thing as a mechanical connection, a sexual connection which is purely mechanical. Uh, and that would be, for example, the case of a behema, of having a sexual relationship with an animal. It's a mechanical thing, terribly serious avera, very forbidden, um, but it doesn't have sexual meaning. It's just a mechanical action. The more interesting idea is that that extends even to the case of a relationship with a with a non-Jewish person. Again, difficult for us to fully appreciate in, in our life and in our civilization where there's much less cultural difference, certainly on the surface, between Jew and Gentile um, than, than there was then and, and, and there could and should be in other situations. But to try and understand that there is such a, certainly in those days, there was such a, a difference between a Jewish person, as, as the Meiri explains, some of the differences that the non-Jewish people of that time um, didn't have any kind of faith, didn't have any kind of moral system. Um, and many of them were, were really were savages. Um, and, and we're talking about that kind of a guy. Now, of course, once we've categorized people into different sections, the non-Jew and the Jew and a Kohen and a Levi, then we can't go and subcategorize them based on current times. The, the halakhic categories apply. So here too, the concept of that non-Jew is such that there is such a vast cultural difference that when the man and woman have a relationship, it's a mechanical relationship, but it's not mystically deep. Then the shamot don't connect. It's not even emotionally as deep as it is when people, when two Jewish people come together in a sexual union. Uh, th that's a completely different level of depth in terms of what's happening uh, at an emotional, spiritual, and mystical level, which doesn't apply with the, the non-Jew. But there's a very big difference, of course, between a relationship with a non-Jew and, God forbid, with an animal. Um, the first difference is, of course, in terms of the level of Yisurim, how prohibited the animal one is compared to the, the, the non-Jew. Um, but it goes beyond that because the non-Jew can make the woman a zona. Whereas, of course, the animal cannot. So again, becoming a zona can be even from a mechanical connection, even if it's not a full bias. So what is this mechanical connection that can cause znut? And what is full bias? So if we just look at the terms, the words of znut, of zona, and the word bias, we get a good sense of it. As zona, as you know, in the, in the case of Yoshua going, sending the spies to Rachav, uh, Hazona in your in Yoshua, Rachav the prostitute, but the Mephorshim say, Chazal say she wasn't a prostitute, she was an innkeeper. Uh, and why Zona? Because that comes from Zan, providing food. And that gives us a sense of word, what the word Zona really means. It means a woman who has used her body to satisfy a man's needs. That is a Zona. It doesn't apply with an, with an animal. We see from the Psukim, 
that 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 is not a zona. It's when you do it with an with a human being, with a fellow human being. And what makes a woman a zona, and therefore, if she was married, it makes her to, forbidden to her previous husband to her husband because she's a zona. Why? Because she used her body to satisfy the needs of another man. A kohen cannot marry a zona uh, because, for that same reason, on his level of, of of purity and spirituality, a kohen requires somebody who doesn't have that, uh, hasn't had that experience, uh, and therefore he he cannot cannot marry the zona and various other reasons as well. So that's what a zona is. A zona is somebody who has used her body to satisfy the needs of another person, but it doesn't mean that the person whose needs she satisfied, she had be with that she had a true halachic sexual interaction with on a deep level. Because bi'ah means a coming together. And coming together can only happen with two souls that are connected, with two souls that come from the same source, with two souls that have that were once together and have come together again. That's what bi'ah is. Bi'ah doesn't apply uh, when the cultural backgrounds and the genetic backgrounds are so different and the religious and spiritual backgrounds are so different that they cannot be a bi'ah. And so if we, if we summarize it, we have a mechanical sexual connection, which has no implications, even though it's an avera, it's seriously prohibited, such as, God forbid, a relationship between a human and an animal. Then we have a situation where it is not a BI, it is not a deep sexual connectedness. It's just a mechanical connection and maybe an emotional connection even, but not a spiritual connection. And that would be with a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish man. Um, and as a result of that, she can become a zona, a zona meaning she has satisfied the needs of somebody. And in that sense, it's, it's fully sexual. It's just that it isn't spiritual and, and there's no, no, no soul level connection. And then there's the level of BR where two people come together, a man and a woman come together, not only in sexual union and physical union, but in spiritual and not only in emotional union. That could happen even between a Jew and a non-Jew. It could be a very deep emotional union. But what happens with BR when a Jewish man and a Jewish woman come together in a proper way, their connection is BR. It's the true coming together. It's not just connection. This is true connectedness on the deepest of levels. (laughs) 